At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Wearing her clothes, silk pantyhose 
the Eric Zancho podcast Christmas extravaganza. It has begun. Oh my goodness. On a couch full of puppies. A one in which Bruce is actually on top of O'Neill. He's like, it's just a little chilly here. Uh, okay. So I'm actually going to go to sleep on top of your, uh, fuzzy beagle shepherd body. That is awesome. Uh, welcome in BBBS cards. It's always funny to see the names BBB scards, BBB scards. Uh, welcome. I appreciate you. Thank you for being, uh, for following the show and being part of it and and subscribing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It is now two days ahead of Christmas. Um, a holiday that even if you don't believe in baby Jesus, people celebrate it. And that's okay. I mean, as long as you're uh, uh, good to your fellow man, I, you know, Jesus is like, all right, I get it. You're not on board with my birthday, but at least you're being a good soul. I understand not everybody's going to believe that I walked on water. Not everybody's going to believe that my mother never had sex with uh, my father who adopted me. Uh, not everybody's going to believe that the immaculate conception took place. That's okay. Eventually, they'll probably come around. Some of them on their deathbed that they will believe. You know, when I was growing up, I thought that like... I didn't think there was any other religion. I, uh, I was raised Catholic and, uh, I would go to catechism. So, uh, you know, you would learn these things and the way they did it back then was they would, uh, we would get into a bus and drive to the church during school day, during the school day, we would get in the bus during the school day and drive to the church to, and, and have catechism. And then they take us back to the school. Now that is, I don't think that that's the way they do it now. And, um, pretty much where I grew up, everybody was Catholic. So in the school, there'd be like three kids that didn't go to catechism. Well, we all went to St. Martin de Porres rectory to learn about baby Jesus. And, uh, there'd be like three kids that didn't go. And I'm like, what the fuck's wrong with these kids? How come they don't go? We did never, it, I, I had no one explained to me what's going on, which, you know, that's the way it is. So I bring my kids. I do the same thing to my kids. I, uh, we bring, we bring them to church and then, um, we would, uh, you know, they, they'd go to uh, catechism but it wouldn't be during school hours. And then, uh, they eventually got to a point in their, in their life when they could make their own decision. And not a one of them, not a one of them is, is like Jackie didn't even get married in the church. <laughs> Madison's like, fuck that. <laughs> Jim's like, huh? What you, I don't remember any of that shit. So I'm not really a, uh, 
you got to do it my way or the highway type of guy. I'm like, uh, I'm going to bring you to mass, but if you don't, you know, you can't like force your will on people. You know, it's like they, uh, if they end up, uh, be, you know, going to church, great. If they don't go to church, great. I don't care. The only reason why I'm bringing you to mass is because there's no one to watch you. You figure it out on your own, you know? There are people, though, that their moms and dads are like, you, if you do not uh, uh, become whatever denomination, you're fucked. No Christmas gifts for you. Whatever. That's uh, an entirely different thing. I don't even want to go down that road right now. What? Hey, welcome to the Christmas special. Let's talk about religion. Oh, my God. Uh, welcome to you. And uh, here we go. Uh, the show happens in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. If you ever want to reach out to me, send me an email on the Shoreliners striping inbox, eric at ericsaneshow.com. Yes, everything is sponsored. Uh, massive snow. And, um, okay, so far we're off and running in the middle of, a, of an absolute blizzard. Most of the country is getting hammered. I have uh, uh, the most sympathy for my hillbilly brothers and sisters. Uh, I see that Kenny is enduring. Uh, wow. It says uh, the wind chill is minus 18 in Nashville, Tennessee. <laughs> that is intense. And then he writes, I can't live like this. And I, uh, I, it's uh, Ryan says six degrees here in Michigan, wind chill minus 20. That's, that's no, that's nothing though. We're used to that. It's the, it's the Southern States. I see that in, uh, in Texas, it was like minus one or something like that, or some ridiculous number. So those are the ones you want to worry about. Uh, up here, we just, you know, for six months out of the year, we expect this. No big deal. Um, But it is just blowy and cold. And where we are right now, I understand that in a week, it's going to be 54 degrees. All right. So that is, uh, oh boy, that is, that is crazy to think about. Uh, Amanda, I guess, is without heat. Is that what I saw? Or somebody is without heat. No, Tyler. Tyler is, my heat is out at my apartment. Oh, no, my God. Now, you need to know that I bought into the hype because we haven't even gotten to the most intense winds that are, are making everything a challenge around here. The winds would be the concern. Uh, the winds and the fact that if you have winds over 35 miles an hour, the energy company will not send the boys out and the girls out in their bucket trucks to repair the electric lines. So the transformer blows or something like that, or a line goes down and you lose power, you're going to be without power for significant time. In fact, if I suddenly go dark, it's because of that. 
So fingers crossed that that does not happen. Okay. Um, but for about three days, the alarms have been going off in my head. I think on this show, I even discussed, hmm, generator, generator. Do I, don't I, what do I do? And, uh, well, I'm, I did. I actually did do it. I called up uh, my pal, Andrew Gemmon. I go, hey, buddy, you got generators? He goes, we do right now. I go, I'll be there in 10 minutes. He goes, good, because they're going to disappear. We're going to sell out of them. Go, All right. Head down there. Walking up. Uh, I go, okay, I don't know shit about these generators. They go, uh, little, uh, little bit bigger, medium, massive. I go, how much does massive cost? And it was some ridiculous price tag. They had like four or $5,000. Like what? I go, how about this one here? And they go, yeah, that'll, that'll be great for your house. Uh, he goes, this is the Honda EU 3000. I go, I don't, that sounds awesome. I'll take it. And uh, I go, I'm going to go, you write this up. And I'm going to wander over to, to the space heater section. I go, I get these small space heaters. And uh, I come back to the uh, generator zone, the generator desk. And the whole family of Gemmins work there. It's all, every employee is a Gemmin. You got Andrew, you got Mrs. Gemmin. I forget her name. She's super nice. And uh, the son is waiting on me. And, uh, I know he's related. They got like they're Dutch, so they got like eight thousand kids. I go, uh, which one are you? I go, how do you fit into this whole thing, young man? You see, when you're old like me, you can refer to someone as young man. And he goes, I'm Jack. I'm the son. And Mrs. Gemma goes, he's the baby. He's our adorable little baby child. And he's like, oh fucking ma. And I think you know. And uh, I go, oh, he hates you now. And she goes, no, he doesn't hate his mother. I go, well, no, you're right. He doesn't hate his mother. But he hates that you said that. He's a grown, he's an adult for fuck's sake. Uh, he goes, okay, Mr. Z, I'm going to go prep your uh, generator. I go, okay, uh, thank you. I appreciate that. So then uh, I go and I, I, got, I got the space heaters. I come back and I, I see Andrew, the dad. I go, yeah, you see what I'm doing here? He goes, yeah. You're in good shape. I go, thank you. Awesome. He goes, yeah, that's a 3,000. And uh, each of those heaters pulls 1,500. So you can run two. And I go, that that's all it can run? He goes, well, yeah. I go, what? Are you telling me I'm paying you uh, 2,350 plus tax to run two fucking heaters? For that, this thing should suck my dick. 
No, no, no. Well, you know, it can almost run two of those. You have to turn the little heater on low. And then it'll, yeah, because uh, the 3000 is peak power. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, my God. Yeah, you can run one of those if you want to use, if you want to, like, uh, plug your fridge in. So your fridge and uh, a, a one heater. I'm like, I, this does not seem equitable to me. And then I, I know my neighbor, the Hallelujahs, last time they had a generator, they let me plug into it. So now I'm like, oh, fuck, if we lose power, I got to let the Hallelujahs in on this deal. Because I owe them. Last time uh, we lost power. So I'm like, fuck me. Just paid an arm and a leg to run a heater. So then uh, I'm talking to uh, Jack, dude, the young one that the mom was picking on. I go, buddy, I got to go. I got to go give away some food. Great food giveaway. And uh, I go, I'm going to come back and pick this up. He goes, okay. So I was off. A little lighter in the wallet, but I feel good about this. Well, kind of. I mean, it, I you ever do that? You like spend money on something and then you have like buyer's remorse and you think that your whole world is going to come crashing down on you because you purchased something like this is this is the absolute end of the line. My whole world is going to come crashing down because I purchased something. That's that's what I go through. So and then it usually affects me at like three in the morning. And I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, what have I done? It's like, stop it. Stop doing that. And and even if I tell myself, stop doing that, I, I, I never stop doing that. I just continue to fucking worry like an asshole. Unbelievable. Um, but okay. So then uh, after the great food giveaway, and I'll talk about that in a second. I like, uh, I show up back at Gemmons. And I go, I'm ready. I'm ready. Put that thing. They put that thing in the, uh, in the back of the truck. I got my five gallon thing of gas. I go get my gas and I am officially prepared for this. Will anything happen? Of course not. We'll be fine. But I bought into the hype. It's like the, um, the TV and the radio people, they can't, you know, tell you enough that there is a massive storm coming and they, you know, they, they can't like uh, downplay it in any way. They have to tell you that this is going to be terrible because if they don't, and then it is, everybody wants to murder them. So I have bought into the hype. I see Sarah Rukruk Roosh is here. Uh, she was frustrated because at the great food giveaway yesterday, I broke the news to her that we are not going to Gemmons. And uh, she was frustrated by that and, and, and voiced her opinion. Okay, and bullshit, you, you bunch of pussies. And I'm like, uh, I, did I say Gemmons? I meant Bosco's. Wanted to go to Bosco's. And then she's giving me shit right now because I went to Gemmons, which is right by Bosco's. Yeah, well, you know what? I wasn't with anybody. I was looking out for you, 
Okay? No. All right. Ryan adds that uh, Ryan used to work in TV. Ratings gold for television stations. Absolutely. And you know, the world stops giving you news when there is a storm and when there is uh, a holiday. Because all every, anybody wants to talk about is the weather. Nick, electrician Nick, says oh, you have to run a cord and splice it to your furnace for heat. Is that something I can do, Nick? Or is that something you have to do as, a, as an electrician? The word splice stands out as something catastrophic to me. So is that if that involves me just plugging and then plugging again, then yes, I could do that. Joe Martinez weighs in. Tu madre es una puta. And says, you can do it. Just turn the power off. Well, I'm going to need more info than that. Thing about Joe is whenever I ask him for advice, when he answers me, he does it annoyed. Like I'm some kind of jackass because I didn't go to school to learn HVAC. And then, and then when I fuck it up, he laughs. It's all part of his plan. He did that to me when, uh, what was it? Uh, what is the thing called again? There's uh on the sump pump, you know, it turns on every so often and then the water shoots up, uh, uh, up the pipe and then it leaves the home when the well fills. And then when it shuts off the water that's still in the pipe gravity brings it back down and there is a um a thing called a uh catch valve check valve something valve backflow preventer that that is what it is but i don't think we called it that that catches the water it only allows the water one way Well, mine malfunctioned. And fuckface Joe says, Oh, yeah, senor. It's simple. Just go get a new one, senor. Loosen the clamps, senor. And put it on, senor. I'm like, what the fuck? Are you sure? Um, And I, I don't... What did I do? How did this happen? So I, I take it apart... And I think I forgot he, what he didn't tell me was, um, that I need to take another pump, a portable pump and put it in there to keep the water level down in the well. Okay. Because if the water level starts rising, um, and there's nothing on, it's going to overflow. It's going to flood. And also, 
I didn't have the power off on the well that or on the uh, pump that was in there. So two things I had to do. I had to turn the power off to the pump that is in there that pushes the water up to that check valve. Okay. You need to do that. And then you need to have a, uh, a portable one in there to get, keep the water leaving that, that well as it fills. And then you can work on it and not fuck it up or have uh, happen what happened to me. See, he says over there, no, turn off the pump and the power to the backup. Oh, that's what it was. The backup pump. Right. I ha- I did turn the power off, but I have a um uh, a backup on that fucking pump that is not powered by electricity. It's powered by um water pressure. And what it does is it puts a gallon into the well and through its design takes two gallons out of the well. It's a safety feature. If you lose power, the water pressure um, safety feature will allow you to keep your basement from being flooded. But if I just put the portable one in there, I wouldn't have tripped the backup. I don't know any of this. Asshole hasn't told me any of this shit because he knows what's coming. I cut the power to the main one. I'm putting... You got to unscrew these uh, screws and this clamp comes off and then you pull the uh, uh, fucking thing, the the valve off, and then you got to fit the new one on. It's simple to do, but halfway through it, the water pressure safety feature uh, uh, pump triggers. And I've got this thing half on and the amount of, I mean, it's a lot of pressure if it's just going up the pipe. Imagine I've just got a little a cr- a crack in, in between the valve and the PVC and it just goes. It goes everywhere throughout the whole fucking basement, you know, like Rambo getting squirted down when they're delousing them. And the, the water's hit me in the fucking face. Oh my God, you fucking stupid Latino asshole. Fucking Mexican, you dirty Mexican fuck. Tu madre es una And then finally I get the fucking thing out of there. I am the whole basement's trash. Pictures are ruined. Dogs are soaked. Windows are wet. It's fucking chaos. Sam says that's why you hire the professionals to do that kind of work. Hey, asshole, that's not what happened. I tried to hire fuckface, and he's telling me, no, you can do it. You can do it. Do it yourself. And he knew that that was going to happen. So I don't want to shut up. Anyway, I fixed it. Um, why did I start talking about that? I don't even remember why I started talking about that. Uh, where the fuck was I talking about a generator? Oh, 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 it's because, uh, splicing the generator power into the furnace. Uh, that's a, that's a Nick job. 
I'm not doing that shit. As I say that right away in my brain, I'm like, YouTube video. Look up a YouTube video. You can do it. I hear Joe. You can do it. By the way, thanks to Joe Martinez. Though he sounded annoyed with me yesterday when I told him that he needed to, if he could, to stop by my son's house and check on his heat scenario, why it wasn't working correctly. Though he, with a snarky response uh, when he talked to me, uh, the crew headed over yesterday. Jason had over, headed over and uh, and repaired everything. They needed a new thermostat. Easy fix. Thank you, Joe. Okay. Yesterday, we were planning on doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, but the day got away from me after the great food giveaway, which I still have not talked about yet. You're, this is an incredible story. My God. Many twists and turns in this one. Uh, I reached out to Ben. I go, buddy, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make it. We're not going to do the Ben and Eric show, but can you do it on Friday? He said, yes. So that means tonight when you're all snowed in and frozen, hopefully you have booze. We'll be doing the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. And I want to set a record for attendance. I'm going to send invites to everyone on Patreon. If you have not received an invite in the past, let me know if you're a Patreon member and have not received an invite. And then I will add your name to the list. Remember that time when I accidentally included the former Zaniacs on the invite? And uh, the white John Coffey, uh, Jason Chafer, in between MAGA rallies, uh, wrote me. Uh, he hit reply all and went, I will not be subjected to this. You owe my wife an apology. Do not include me in this anymore. Let's go to Big Black Dick because I know you want to. This must be some kind of joke. Fucking A. Get the fuck out of here. Merry Christmas. Uh, anyway, that will be tonight. And then Ben and I are going to record uh, who are these Zanes prior to that. So I'll have that that for you. On Saturday. All right. Meanwhile, for those of you that are uh, getting the show right this minute on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, I'm going to send you on your way, but I'm encouraging you to go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live and follow my page. Follow me so that you know when I go live. Twitch is the new way that I've been doing this well for half a year, more than half a year. Um, twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live. God, it might even be one year. I don't know how long I've been doing this now. It all runs together for me. My God. Uh, or if you are on your mobile device, download the Twitch app, search Eric Zane Live, give yourself a username, and follow, follow, follow. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Subscribe to it too if you want for free with your Amazon Prime account. That way you get no commercials. Uh, if you don't have Amazon Prime, you can uh, send it along, uh, send five bucks my way or five ninety nine or something like that, and then you you don't get commercials. But I don't really push that. I mean, if you have Amazon Prime, that's one thing. You get uh, one free subscription a month, but you have to renew it every month, like manually. So just something to think about. Uh, but uh, by all means, don't, uh, if you don't, fuck it. Yeah, I'll just sit through the commercial, whatever. No big deal. But they show up at really inopportune times. 
Uh, but there you go. Twitch.tv slash Eric Zane live. And as always, the Eric Zane show podcast audio on demand is available uh, wherever you download shows. Now on the iHeart platform, iHeart radio, search my name and I am there. Uh, Twitch is also video on demand as well. So if you are on Twitch, you can watch replays of the show. If the watching thing is, uh, is what you, how you want to spend your time. doesn't matter to me. I love it. Any, any, uh, any which way, any which way, but loose. Okay, folks. Thank you. I'm going to send you on your way. Facebook. And Twitch, brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Twitter, brought to you by Blue Frost IT. YouTube, brought to you by Frank Fuck. Uh, Frank Fuck. Definitely not Frank Fuck. Frank, that's the first time I've ever called him Frank Fuck. Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance. That was hysterical. I wish there was someone in this room to laugh at my face. Sarah says new name. Oh my God. Chris is laughing. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I see Brandis is in attendance. I was thinking about Brandis last night as I made my dinner. Because she accuses me all the time of eating like a child. As I made my second peanut butter and jelly sandwich and then procured my Fig Newtons to have with it, I thought this is what Brandis means when she says I eat like a child. I actually sent her an email about it. Absolutely true. The day before, an entire box of macaroni and cheese. Okay. Wow. Yesterday's great food giveaway. (sighs) Okay, now my biggest concern always on these things. Well, I have two concerns, but honestly, the will will, uh, people come and get the food is my biggest concern. Okay. Second biggest is, will we raise the money? And I could tell right away the way it started off as we were raising the cash for it, that we were going to, we were going to get it. Um, so that quickly faded, but then day, you know, that's why I was like, please share, please share this, please share this. And that did have a, uh, terrific effect because I got a lot of people who had no idea who I was. I just saw a post. I saw a post shared on social media. That's the way the lion's share of people found out about it. As much as I'd like to think that everybody listens to the Eric Zane show podcast, they don't not at all. Um, and then that's why I wanted like some, I was hoping for some type of, 
a few days before uh, uh, in the television camera, uh, television crews show up at my house to talk about it, but uh, no such luck. We had someone there from Fox 17 yesterday, a guy named Troy, who did a whole piece about the actual day of, which is fine. I mean, I doesn't really help people on the day of because they don't know, you know, they by the time they watch the damn news story, it's over. Which I'm like, well, that's not the point. The point is, to, all right. Um, but I wasn't going to say, well, you got to leave. You can't talk about it now. Um, whatever. But I haven't, I looked on Fox 17 and I couldn't see anything on the, on, uh, on their website. So I don't even know if it aired. If anybody saw it, let me know. Um, Mike Ball shows up in my house. He gets the trailer. He's gone. I go get my generator. I tell Megan I'm running late. I get there. They're boxing the food, and there is a lot of food. So 200 boxes. Actually, we only boxed up 100, and then we started to run out of boxes, so we had to improvise later. But it, be, it I was starting to think at some point in this that we're not going to give away this food. We're not going to give away this food. We're going to have to throw it all in the trailer or my truck, drive downtown to Degage Ministries and give it to them. Which, all right, you know, don't like driving in a winter storm, but whatever. That's what we got to do. I, I had made that arrangement. Uh, someone's getting this food. Uh, but then uh, as we got started, there was like a line of cars. So I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. Here we go. It's happening. And then uh, Terry and Beth, uh, they they had uh, uh, they were able to get through because they work in public outreach, too. And they had a ton of like diapers to give away. And the diapers vanished very quickly. And they had medicine, like cold medicine to give people. We gave all that shit away. And then so as we're uh, people are getting the food, um, then we're like, fuck, man, we've been at this for 45 minutes and we've hardly put a down. We've get, given away like 40 boxes. We still have 160 of these to give away. My God, what are we going to do? Snow is picking up pace. You know, it's starting to fall. You know, uh, Maureen was accusing her sister, radio voice Linda, uh, who I gave her a new nickname yesterday. What was it? I forget. I forget what I said. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, Linda was freaking out because of the snow. They have to get back towards Lansing. And so Maureen, though, okay, now they're separate. I'm at the corner of 44th and Stafford waving a sign saying, turn here to get food. And she comes up to say hi, and she's she's great, and we're waving, having a good time. And uh, I had to go back. So she holds the sign, and I go back, and there's Maureen. And Maureen said, ha, 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 was Linda bitching about the snow? I go, uh, no, actually, she didn't bitch at all about the snow. Well, she said that if one snowflake falls, we're leaving. <laughs> and uh, I go, oh, uh, no, she's not she's not saying anything. So uh, uh, Maureen throws Linda under the bus. And, uh, oh, that was it. Cheerleader Linda. Because she revealed that she used to be a cheerleader and she was like doing cheerleader shit to try to get people to turn down the road. She wasn't like, you know, I wasn't throwing her in the air or anything. Uh, but that adds to uh, the names to uh, cheerleader Linda, uh, the OML, which stands for Old Maid Linda, Alabama Linda, Candy Crush Linda, Radio Voice Linda, 
Um, so she doesn't say anything about the snow. Maureen accuses her of being her of being a puss. Um, short time later, I wander back. Linda's like, you know, we got to go. And I go, oh, okay, there it is. Linda, uh, Maureen said you were freaked out about the snow. And I go, no, you know what? I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. It's coming down. It was coming down intense, man. It was a hell of a snowfall. And it and we were there when it just started, just a few flakes, and then just slowly more and more and more till it's just coming down. She leaves, gets in her car with Maureen. Maureen's actually Maureen's driving. And uh Maureen is uh now she's driven down this uh street, Stafford, and she's at the light. I'll see you later, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, dude, we gotta go. And uh so I like make a snowball and I throw it and I miss horribly and she's got her window down and she's like, Arr! and I'm trying to actually get the snowball into the vehicle. And it took three, three tries and I don't, maybe she didn't realize or didn't think I could do it, but I threw one direct hit, went right in the car and exploded everywhere. <laughs> it was sweet. Snow all inside of the car. Prior to that, standing at the st- at the sign, uh, at the corner there with my sign, and uh, the human megaphone, Sarah, shows up, and I'm like, oh yes, and she's there with Megan, about thirty yards away from me, right at the corner. And she starts screaming at motorists to pull over, which is what she does. Now, people think she's insane, but I've got my sign and we're telling people to turn. So I'm they're They're kind of getting the idea and occasionally someone will turn and then there isn't enough people turning. So she does two things. First of all, she, uh, she hits the button to cross the street, which stops the traffic. She's not crossing the street. She's just hitting the button so that the cars can stop. And now it's creating a backup on 44th Street. And then she starts swearing at them. And she's calling people cocksuckers. So Megan starts laughing her ass off. Uh, and she says right here, when she hit that button, I peed my pants. I laughed so hard. So she hits the button. She goes, hey, you cocksuckers. Don't you want free food? And I'm like, oh my God, this is so perfect. This is this is historic. That moment right there where she stopped the traffic and starts calling people obscenities, calling them cocksuckers. Hey, you cocksuckers, come get the food. Don't you want the food, you cocksucker? Oh my God. I'm like, holy shit. This is this is one of those moments you need to turn around and look at it. And just burn it into your brain. And seeing her hit that button, calling them cocksuckers, and with the the, the roar of the engines, I can just I can all, all it sounds like is cocksuckers, cocksuckers. Oh God, so great. Hmm. Um. So then I I wander back and. Uh, I'm still not convinced that we're going to give this food away. We've been at, and I, I said to Mike, Mike Ball, I go, buddy, I don't know what, I don't know what's going to happen here. This is a lot of food. 
So then someone comes up and uh, we, we I came up with the concept of, okay, yeah, here you go. Do you have someone you know or love or lives near you who could also use this? Use a Christmas meal? Uh, yeah. Uh, how many? Well, I, I've got uh, four friends who are as poor as I am. So we're like, you know, each car is getting multiple. We're letting them do the heavy lifting. They're getting multiple boxes of food. So then it starts to move a little. And then some sweet lady from Resurrection Life Church. Now, this is uh, one of the rock band churches that everyone goes to. Okay. You know, um, you go to a church like this and they've got seating for 18,000. And then, uh, you know, they got U2 is performing live or Paul McCartney. It's it's a lot of these uh, non-denominational mega churches in West Michigan. And she comes up and uh, she goes, I saw the post. Do you mind if we stock our food pantry? And I go, no, of course not. That's fine. I go, take what you need. So she goes, well, can I fill up my van? I go, well, yeah, of course. Somebody who's down on their luck is going to get this food. It doesn't matter how it gets in the hands just as long as it does so she opens it up and we just start pushing boxes we probably gave her 15 boxes full of food so like all right now we're cooking and then we got a rush shit box car after shit box car pulled up and uh yeah you got to put it in the other door because these two don't work oh okay no problem no judging kind of judged we would get more excited. We would get less excited. Um, thank you. Somebody emailed me the link to the Fox 17 story. Who was that? Linda did. How come I can't find it and everybody else can? Jesus. Um, when we see like a guy coming by in an Escalade. Ah, uh, he ain't coming. And then we see someone in like a, a 97 Saturn. And like, oh, come on! You need this! You need you need this! Um let me see here. Fox 17 story. The headline reads: Local podcast host pulls off third annual great food giveaway. All right. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious why I can't find it. Why does that always happen? All right, let me see if I can get this here. Audio check. Video check. Thank you, Linda, for sending it my way. Oh, I know why. It's in the pay it forward section, of course. Third annual great food giveaway put on by the Eric Zane Show podcast. 200 families got a Christmas dinner to take home. Cars were lined up this afternoon at Irvine's Auto Repair in Wyoming, where volunteers handed out bags filled with a ham and sides to anyone who stopped by. Podcaster and local personality Eric Zane organized. There's Kyle Ryan. He was only he wasn't there that long. He he's sick. He got sick as shit. There's Jamie. Look at her. 
the event with the help of sponsors, including Irvine's and Meyer. I also handed out meals for the family pooch with bags of pet food provided by the Grand Rapids Pitbull Alliance. Ah, good. Zane says what started out as a way to help the community during the pandemic has now grown into an annual tradition. Meyer and Jenison helped us with all the uh, arranging of this, so we had enough money to buy all the meals, and then anything left over would go to Kids Food Basket. But Meyer had a big sale, so we ended up with a pretty sizable chunk of change to give to Kids Food Basket. Did that, and uh, today's the day that people pull up and we give the food away. And anything left over at the end of this, which we don't think we will have any left over. Zane says that he's humbled by how much the event has grown the past three years with the help and outreach of his audience and sponsors. And he looks forward to continuing the tradition now for many years to come. Perfect time to announce that I am canceling the great food giveaway. We are uh, no longer doing that. I'm totally kidding, for God's sake. Uh, sometimes the uh, lazy side of me is like, eh, let's just not do anything. Let's just stay in here like an asshole. Oh, come on now, we can't do that. And once you start it, you can't just suddenly say, oh, yeah, because uh, then you'd have to make up a, a lame excuse. The only ex the only thing you could possibly say now, if uh, if you didn't want to do the great food giveaway, when people say, "Hey, Erica, how come you're no longer doing the great food giveaway?" The only truthful answer is, "I don't want to," because I don't want to work hard. I don't I don't want to do anything. I just want to sit here and scream at everyone and be an asshole. You can't do that. All right, I got more to talk about this, I think. Um, but I got to, I, I think I do. Eh, there's always something else to talk about. Um, but I want to call Rick, get him in here from TC Paintball. The multi-talented Rick from TC Paintball. Uh, but before I do that, as usual, the sponsors are the ones that make this free podcast uh, go around. If I lose them, we don't have a podcast, so please support the sponsors. Like Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Take your car to the aforementioned Irvine's to get it repaired or preventative maintenance or even if it's as simple as just an oil change. On today being Bruce's last day, oh my God, what is going on? Uh, thank you to Irvine's, ervines.com. Uh, first of all, taking care of all the vehicles in our house, our, our family, uh, but just being so wonderful. You guys are great. Wonderful uh, organization, business, and uh, loves to give back to the community. That's very, very kind. You, you, you do so much. Uh, Irvine's.com is their website. Also, A&E Heating and Cooling, helping uh, my family out yesterday with a very quick turnaround on getting my son's furnace uh, system with his wife and children all set up. Thank you very much. Uh, warm for the holidays. So glad that you were able to uh, do that. Thank you. 616-516-8579. Very important to do preventative maintenance. Okay. Now, uh, if you if, if you could, you'd think about it. Uh, all the work that the furnace does, every year you need to have that thing looked at. 
um, cleaned, tuned, so it's running appropriately. 616-516-8579 is their number at A&E Heating and Cooling. If you are in West Michigan, that's who you reach out to. Speaking of outreach, uh, Kent County Health Department, uh, they've been with us here for years now, uh, giving me the opportunity to tell you about uh, the things that uh, you have as community members uh, that you're entitled to, like immunizations for little or no cost. If, you know, you know, you have your kids and uh, they are not immunized and they're going back to, and they're going to school, you know, you're, uh, if they're not immunized, you, you could be exposing them with no protection in place for things like measles, mumps, rubella, uh, pertussis, meningitis, uh, absolutely take advantage of immunizations, vaccinations for your children. And you can get them for little or no cost if you qualify through the Kent County Health Department. Go to their website, accesskent.com slash health. All right. Bring in my pal Rick from TC Paintball. We're going to lose Rick. Rick's so talented. He's going to start his own podcast one day. I predict that. Good morning, Eric Zane. Rick, how are you? Merry Christmas. Hey, Merry Christmas to you. Can you say Merry Christmas? <laughs> are you allowed Happy to? holidays? Well, I mean, I know you and I can, but aren't you like a satanic worshiper or something or agnostic or atheist or something? You know, I don't know how to classify myself. I don't. I don't feel like I'm. I'm quite atheist. I feel like I'm more of an agnostic. What is? I forget how. Is that uh, believe in something? Is that? I'd- yeah. Yeah. I think um, uh, agnostic is a little bit more open-minded. Um, and and this is just. I don't want to offend anybody. This is just my opinion and what oh, I understand. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, it's but, fine. Uh, I feel I feel like atheists are a little bit too far one way. I feel like there's something out there, but I prefer to call it the universe. I don't I don't really like to subscribe to to uh, regular religion. I think it's been uh, I don't know kind of warped, you know, along the years. Right. Oh, big time. Have you? Uh, can you imagine what the world would do if if some entity actually came down and set the record straight? And well, uh, didn't. Didn't we kind of have that? I mean, the the U.S. government admitted that there's UFOs. Yeah. So if there's UFOs, doesn't that throw a wrench into a lot of belief systems? Well, it definitely makes it more complex, you know? Yeah. You know, if you think about it, if you're like the church, whatever church, let's just say the Catholic church, and uh, and that does happen, that scenario— I mean, if you want to, if you want to, you got to like go with it and say, oh yeah, we knew it all along. We were just waiting. You know, you got, you got to kind of like buy into it right away to keep, to keep, you know, the, uh, uh, meter running, so to speak. Yeah. I, can you imagine the lawlessness though? If, if, if it came out that there were, there was nothing. And I mean, if if that was like a a hard and true fact, I mean, there's people that, you know, live like there's nothing going on or you have no afterlife or no, no repercussion anyway. Right. But can you imagine if, if it was a, a well-known fact that that right. was the case, we, we'd be in trouble. Well, I mean, yeah, if it went to the point of like actual baby Jesus came down, he said, Hey, I'm here. I'm queer. I did do this. I was killed. I did rise from the dead, but the Catholic church has nothing to do with it. People would actually attack the Vatican and steal their gold. 
<laughs> I think people will be attacking a lot of establishments. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so uh, are you doing okay with this uh, this snow? It's pretty uh, pretty substantial where we are right now, Rick. Eh, I drove into work this morning. And I expected worse. Um, you know, when when uh, when I get to work, the, one of the first things I need to do is uh, shovel my sidewalk because my plow service will hit the parking lot, but there'll be a whole bunch on the sidewalk. And I kind of dreaded that on the way in. And there's like one inch out there on my sidewalk. Shut so up. Like, is that it? I'm, like, that ain't bad at all. I didn't know that. I thought it was like we had gotten a ton of snow. I so the, the roads are pretty snow covered, but every, so I, I drive up um, kind of the back roads. I stay off 96 most of the time and I come up the back roads up Butterworth Drive and stuff. And even those back roads were well-groomed and plowed. I feel like maybe the plows were working overtime last night in anticipation of what we could get. And we did get snow, but I mean, I expected, I expected a lot worse this morning. Rick, you uh, were the one who dropped $160 to put us over the initial goal at the great food giveaway. Uh, that yes. was, that was sweet. Timing is everything. That was very... is everything. I was, I was planning on doing more and I kept forgetting to send you money. And then that one day you're like, Hey, we're only 150 bucks away. I'm like, shit, I haven't given them any money yet. So, so I had to send that in. That is uh, very, very sweet of you. Very, very kind. Thank you. Uh, thank your lovely better half for that because that comes out of your pocket and that is uh very very kind i'm we're very happy it all it all went off perfectly yeah i think it's a really cool group effort that uh you know you're not only is it a cool group effort but the fact that you decided to double the number of meals this year when you thought you might have less support in doing so that was a pretty bold move and i uh i take off my hat to you for that oh you know i i knew that it would if we if we hit it as hard as we did that it would it would work out so um you know it's uh it's it's the very least, honestly, the very least I could do just j- talking about it on the dumb show. Uh, everybody is uh, with all the donation, and it, it was good because it uh, with the falling price at Meyer, we were able to send a bunch of cash to uh, to to kids' food baskets. So that's 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 all great, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, all right, Rick. So, um, my God, let me ask you this: You you and I both grew up at about the same time. We're, we're very close in age. Uh, if you can think back growing up to uh, the things that you wanted more than anything in the world from Santa Claus, can you maybe tell us? Growing up, I was really into um, Legos and G.I. Joe guys. And every year it seems that I had a new Lego package or a new G.I. Joe vehicle or base or something that I wanted. So I feel like there was always like one big, big gift that I was anticipating getting. Um, did Bionic Man ever enter, uh, into your, um, you know, wants? That was a little, that was a little before my time. I was more into the, like the eighties GI Joe guys, the smaller action figures. Uh, well, how old are you? Aren't you like 70? What, what is your age? I'm, uh, I'm 49. Thank you Okay. Very much. Well, I'm only, well, you, you were separated by three years. I can't believe you weren't into Bionic Man. How about Evil Knievel? No, I miss that too. I oh. feel like my older brothers had that stuff and there's like toys laying around, but that, that was never anything that I really got into. So on the evil Knievel deal, you have to stick this piece of plastic into the, uh, uh, where the, where the wheel is. And it's like, like a, the rip cord. Yes. It's a gear mechanism, which gives you the, you pull it and the wheel spins 8 billion miles an hour. And there's two things that you could cause damage to. First of all, 
if you have like a sister or a cousin, which I did, my cousin Jennifer, you get the wheel spinning and you put it in her hair. Oh no! And then it it pulls the shit out of her hair, and it's all you have to cut the hair to get the fucking thing out. Yeah, there's no getting that unwound again. And then your brother takes the plastic cord and whips you like Toby from Roots. <laughs> That's a great reference. Yes, yes, and so it's so painful. It would actually cut your skin. So it's like, what the fuck, you know? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that was a uh, that was a weapon. Uh, I I think that it, I think that 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 might have been the SSTs. Evil Knievel, I think you like could crank, but anyway, um, there was that, and then uh, uh, any type of electric racetrack, which I still to this day want. Oh, slot car racing, yes, Fuck, absolutely. Yes. And nobody, and the thing is, they were always so fragile. Those things because you like um, uh, would start to use it, and just when you're starting to get the feel of it, the car would go flying off the track because you get going too fast, and the thing would break into a thousand pieces, and then your dad gets pissed off at you. It's so horrible. So. I remember the little throttle guns that you can kind of feather the, tr- the throttle on it, you know what I mean, and kind of yes. uh, you can pull it down to go around the corners. Those are a lot of fun, man. Right. I love that. I, I, every, all the time, I'm like, fuck, I want to I wanna play with that. Uh, Chris says Hot Wheels track sections made great weapons too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Dads would whip your ass with those things. My God. Um, Okay. Uh, Any other? I remember remember one year we got the Atari Atari 2600 and it only came with one game. It came with combat. And in that game, you had like a whole bunch of different games inside of it. And I remember being up till like three in the morning, Christmas night, playing with my dad. Uh, playing, I think, the tank game where you would shoot one tank, would shoot the other tank, and the tank would like flip around in circles and spin really fast yeah. when it got hit. Yeah. And that we would just laugh our asses off that Christmas night. It was like the first video game we'd ever seen, and it was such a it was such a profound experience for me. I know it, and it uh, it really did affect the world because I had the same experience. So much so that later in life, I I, I bought one of those things, and then um, that was a horrible decision. Because it's all shit. Everything about it from today. I'm like, why did I even buy this? I'm bored in one second. Uh, I, so, what, so the thing you bought, was that the, like, it was like all built into the controller and you just plugged that into your TV? I, I still have one of those. But at this moment in time, I actually bought a console. Really? Uh, yeah. With the control off eBay or some shit with like uh, a whole bunch of games. And I, I played it once and then I think I gave it to someone else. Right, right, because you, you think back on it, and like you have all this nostalgia, like, this is going to be great. I, I did the same thing during COVID when we had nothing to do, uh, and we were stuck at home doing nothing. I got into a video game on my computer that I was into when I was a kid, and I played it, and I was bored, and I did it, but it was like, looking back, I remember it being so much cooler than what it actually was. I know. God, I hate that. Um, when you were growing up, were you so excited on Christmas morning that you woke up at about three in the morning? Uh, yeah, but my parents would tell me I had to, you know, I had to wait till seven or whatever, but I was, you know, I was, I told my kid this story, I think yesterday we were wrapping presents and I was at home a lot when I was younger, at home alone a lot rather, and my parents were working or whatever. So I would search the house and try to find where they stored the the presents. And I, you know, I couldn't take it. I want to know what I'm getting. Yeah. So then when, when my mom got wise to that, she would just start wrapping the presents right away. So now I know exactly where the presents are. They're under the under the tree. 
they're not home, and the tree sat right in front of the, the, the front window of the house, so if they pulled up, I would see them coming. Right. So I would just open the end of my present. I would, like, open the, the, the very end and unfold it and look at the box so I could figure out what was in the box, and then I'd seal it back up and try to get the, the tape to go right back in the exact same spot. Right. You couldn't tell it looped off. And God forbid if it rips the paper a little bit, then you're like, oh, right. fuck, what am I going to do? <laughs> right. um, I, but, you, but your mom's never going to inspect them when they're under the tree. If you just, like, put it on that side that you ripped the paper and shoved it to the back of the tree yeah, or whatever, yep, you get away with it. Yeah, you know, you got you to gotta try. Uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's the end of it. <laughs> I couldn't take it, man. I had no. to know. I had to know if I was getting whatever, whatever I really, really wanted that year. I did the same fucking thing. My mom had them locked up behind a padlock in my pantry at my old house. And uh, my brother Jim took a paper clip. And he was monkeying around with it. And I remember when the lock clicked and it opened. And so he managed to pick the lock. And then our eyes lit up. And then he says, oh, my God. And he said, he paused. He goes, should we do this? I go, fuck, yes, we should do this. And so we go in there. We see all our shit. The fatal mistake was I told that dumb fucking Polak, Glenn Hiska, down the street what happened. And that asshole told his mom, who told my mom, and the shit rolled downhill so fast. I was like, come oh, on, no. fucking rat. So, you got to keep your mouth shut, man. Yeah, it was my fault. It was my fault. But Glenn, a dickhead. Um, but yeah, so uh, so did the kids say you you end up telling them to go back to bed. You realize they, they'll lay there for hours. Oh, yeah. They can't wait. It's, it's the biggest day of the year for them. What are the ages of your, of your kids again? Seven and 11. Uh, so are they... Um, uh, Okay, is the eleven-year-old aware? I'll just ask you that. Yes, he is, and he he became aware like three years ago. And he he's a really smart kid, and he figures stuff out pretty fast. So he came to us, and he looks at both of us one day, and he goes, "There is no Santa, is there?" And I think it was just because of conversations he had at school, or just little tidbits he would pick up here and there. But he's he's a he's a pretty good critical thinker. So he came to us and. We looked at each other, and we don't we don't like bullshitting our kids. If they figure things out, then we you know kind of acknowledge it and say, yeah, okay, okay, you you figured it out. So we said, okay, Lane, you uh, you figured it out. And then like the next two years, when it got around Christmas time, he would come to us all bummed out and depressed, going, I shouldn't have asked you that question. I wish I didn't know. I wish I still believe. And we're like, oh no, did we ruin him? No, man, hell, that's that's if he asked you. It, there's, I mean, that's just the way it is. What if he comes up to you and says, Dad, I want you to start taking me to church? Because <laughs> you said oh, you, said you wanted you know, to be a so free thinker. I've been, up, I've been back and forth and up and down in my life on what I believe, and it's taken me a long time to really try to settle into something. And I'm in my late 40s now, but even in my 30s, I had a lot of questions, and I kind of went back and forth between really believing and then being really skeptical. So I know my kid has got a journey ahead of him, and and, and I don't know if I my opinion is right. I just know I have an opinion based on my own personal yeah. experiences, and he's got to have his own opinion based on his you know maybe maybe my opinion's not right and his right. so he's got to figure it out on his own so i gotta i gotta let, give him enough room to do his own critical thinking in that that's a long way of answering my question but you didn't even answer it if oh. he said i want to go to church will you take me to church would you do it can i drop him off <laughs> you can yes hey son i'll wait in the car you do your thing and i'll be here i mean yeah i mean i got a phone to look at i'll just hang out <laughs> Uh, do the Lions win this week at 
Charlotte, Rick. Yes, yes, they absolutely do. They're on a roll. They're seven and seven now. I can't believe we're so happy about seven and seven. And the entire NFL world is talking about him. It's awesome. This is almost as good as winning playoff games or even the Super Bowl. Everyone's talking about him. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, uh, I, I'm hearing announcers work it into other games now. I Chris Collinsworth on Sunday night last week or at the start of this week out of the blue starts talking about the lions, which is rare. You typically they'll focus on the game at hand. Um, but you're right. It's, it's, it's really something I, I I'm trying not to get too excited because well, because they're the lions, but, uh, I, I am really, really happy right now. In fact, I just, uh, I, I, I typically, I have a bad feeling when they are playing well, like it's about to end. And I, I don't really feel that way right now. Yeah, you know, I'm cautiously optimistic. I feel like that uh, that year that they uh, lost the playoff game to uh, Philadelphia when Rodney Pete was playing for Philadelphia, that one, I felt really good about that team. And, I mean, we got our asses kicked by Philadelphia. So I, whenever I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm excited about them doing well, I think back to that on how confident I was. And I'm like, you know, it could it could change on a dime. It could change on a dime, you know. So I, I don't I don't want to get too overly confident, but it's a, it's a lot of fun watching them when they're playing well. Did you watch the replay of uh, um, Mark Miller or uh, what's his name? Dan Miller's uh, uh, call on that uh, that right touchdown at the end of that last game. I did see that. I like watching those clips of him get excited. That's so much fun. You know, it's it's so it's such an honest enthusiasm, man. Yeah, yeah. He he really is a homer. He's one of the biggest homers ever. Holy shit. He really is. But I mean, that's a lot of fun. Yeah, you gotta be. You gotta be. As him. I'm, I'm I'm starting to come around on him. I still think Loma sounds like he's uh, uh, has two tongues, but whatever. Oh, yeah. I hate Lomas. I love Lomas <laughs> as a player, but no, oh my God, God let so somebody bad. do that that can talk. He's so bad. Oh my God. <laughs> do you realize that there's a potential scenario? There's two potential scenarios that can take place. It might come down to the Lions if they win um, against the Packers in Green Bay, then they would get in. And if the Packers win, they would get in. Right, yeah, that's possible now. And it looked like a few weeks ago, it looked like the Packers wouldn't have a chance. Right, right. And, uh, you know, they have eight losses now. So, I mean, they can still go nine and eight and, and squeak in, you know, just like the Lions can. Right. So, if the, if the Packers have something to play for at home in December, that's that's a, that's a tough game. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. All right. Hey, Rick, Merry Christmas. Thanks again for being a great friend and supporter of the show. You're awesome. Looking forward to January 15th uh, coming to visit you again for another uh, paintball war. Is that 21 or 22? I forget. I got to look at my calendar. I have it written down. It is either 21 or 22. I don't remember either. All right. Okay, buddy. Peace. All right. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. Rick. From TC Paintball, who, when I reached out to him, I was just like, yeah, we're just going to talk Christmas. I started the show with walking around in women's underwear, which isn't really a Christmas song. It's just a, a weird song sung to a old Christmas tune with bells ringing in the background. I followed it up with Leonard Skinner's Run, Run, Rudolph. And I love the song Run, Run, Rudolph. It doesn't really matter who's doing it. That song just fucking rocks. Doesn't matter if it's Chuck Berry, uh, Brian Adams, uh, Leonard Skinner, 
It doesn't matter. I love that song. And the thing about Leonard Skinner is, um, it's the, the everybody's dead. I, I mean, the whole band has been. Uh, I think uh, the original batch of dudes died uh, in the plane crash, and then the rest of the band carried on, and they started replacing people. Like Ronnie got replaced by Johnny, his brother, and now they're all dead. So. Uh, it, they're on like the fifth or sixth incarnation of Run Run Rudolph. I'm sorry, of Leonard Skinner singing Run Run Rudolph. Uh, all told, I think seven or eight hundred people have been in Leonard Skinner as of right now. Even Motorhead did a version. Motorhead or Lemmy did a version of Run Run Rudolph. Oh, I love Lemmy so much. I'm getting a request to make my... Uh, Lights around my neck blink, but I think the battery died. Yeah, they're blinking a little, barely, but no, it's not happening. Need a new battery. Sure enough, I screwed that up. All right. Getting a suggestion to go around the radio Christmas dial, and I'm all for that. Kyle writes, who would win a wrestling match, Lemmy or God? Trick question, Lemmy is God. Megan says, let's listen to free beer, fake fake cry more, gag. (laughs) Oh, shit. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. All right. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. Get a mortgage, get a refi, uh, five-star gold star service when you mention the Eric Zane Show podcast. Please mention me to all sponsors if you utilize them at some point down the road. Uh, So whether it's your first mortgage or your 10th, the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage will do right by you. Um, not all people who do mortgages are created equal. They want like the big person who's going to spend, uh, not big, the rich person who's going to spend a ton of cash on a home. They see someone come across their desk because they're going to get $150,000 to buy a home. Like, ah, shit. Not Mario. He works just as hard for everybody. 231-332-6505. Uh, any state in the union can take advantage of this. No matter where you are, you can reach out to Mario. There's four exceptions, Alaska, Hawaii, Maine, and South Carolina. Other than that, you're good to go. Hello to my friends at Bennett Flooring Installation, 616-318-0167. Reach out to Bennett Flooring Installation. Excuse me. Uh, When you need new flooring installed. If you are in West Michigan, this is quite a simple process. Just call up Jacob. He'll show up there. And uh, get the room measured. By the end of the day, you'll have an estimate on the room. 616-318-0167. Now, the flooring that I want you to buy needs to come from Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet on Chicago Drive in Granville, Michigan. So if you're even remotely near that area, it is worth the trip because you're going to go there and you're going to leave with the flooring you need Be ready to take it home. 
okay, in an appropriate vehicle. I got a bunch of flooring for the basement from there. I walked into the warehouse. I said, this looks great. How much is it? And they told me, I was like, you got to be kidding me. This is fantastic flooring. They go, well, that's how it works at the discount outlet. We buy it in bulk. We just set it up on the floor and it's going to sell. So we're able to charge a lot less because we buy so much of it. We don't pay as much for it. Uh, They got my big fat load, put it on the forklift and put it on the back of the embellisher. That's how it went. Now, when you go there, it's already the lowest price in the entire state. When you mention my name, an additional 10% comes off your bill. Do this. Mention my name so I get the credit with Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. If you're thinking about flooring, this is where you need to go. And they have all types of flooring. Everything. Hardwood, ceramic, tile, vinyl plank, carpet, all different types of carpet. Check it out. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Let us go around the radio dial. Run, run, Rudolph. Santa's got to make it to town. It's safe to say it's been done by someone every single year since. Recently, Phoebe Bridgers, John Legend, and Josh Groban have all done Listen to this guy's voice. Sinatra, the Jackson 5, Coldplay, Casey Musgrave, Sean Colvin, and hundreds of others. 2022 is no exception as Nora Jones joins the ranks with a version included version of what? a new edition of her 2021 holiday album. Maybe he's talking about Run Run Rudolph. Christmas. Oh my God, Nora Jones. She's fucking awesome. I'll be home for Christmas. Name that tune. Eric Zane. Nora Jones. I'll be home for Christmas. I'm just guessing. Have you said oh. oh my God. I got a hard on right now. What a voice. Oh my God. I got to get out of here. Bye. Big finish. That's not even a violin. In her village in India, Sukama prayed daily to her until the day she and her husband received a talking Bible. After listening for months, they were baptized. Sukama removed the idols, and her husband experienced a miraculous healing. She says, though we have See? no education, when I listen to the Gospels, you, you I understand You got the idols in your house. Good. This holiday your, season, your, uh, your man's going to get cancer. Did you hear that? She removed the idols. And Jesus has come. And, uh, TalkingBibles.org. Talking Bibles. That saved his life. If you are 65 or older... You know this. Watching your hard-earned dollars fly out the window on healthcare costs. Oh, the guy's quoting Luke chapter two. Oh, 
tired. Oh, I hear you sitting, motherfucker. Secular song. And it doesn't show signs of stopping. This is B ninety three. Now, Michigan's number one. Number one. Michigan's number one for new country. Give it up. B ninety three. I don't know why they say Michigan's number one. I mean, you can't hear the station all throughout Michigan. Is this that yodeling kid? It doesn't come out right. Or is this a chick? This is that hippie station, 94.5. It's different here. The Q94.5, celebrating all the great live music already scheduled for 2023 in our Great Lakes state. Whiskey Myers, Kalamazoo State Theater, Dropkick Murphys, Blue October, Ben Rector, all at GLC Live at 20 Monroe. It's a wonderful world. I'm not a hipster. I don't know any of those people. This week, number seven star of the show gift sets are 50% off. Consistent across the internet, search engines LAV. won't find you, and customers LAV. won't either. Help ensure Stylish outer for the whole fam. Add curbside pickup to make your trip extra quick. We got your holiday. Jason. Mandy Rent. This is Big 101.3. I can't even get the damn station. For the land. And here's the qualifications for the lamb. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year 
you shall take it out from the sheep, you know, or from the goats. I've been saying this for years. You shall keep it up until the 14th day. I've been telling you this for a long time. And the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it in the evening. You're down right, we're going to kill it. And we're going to fuck it too. And God is going to deliver them. And what is he going to use to deliver them? His penis. A lamb. Of all of the creatures. The most gentle. Yeah. The most meek. Yeah. The most delicious. Senseless is a lamb. Mm -hmm. A lamb seems to present itself yeah. to the slaughter. Yeah. We're going to slaughter them. We're going to slaughter people too. The lamb in prophecy. Uh, Alright, tomorrow we're going to talk about the uh, benefits of school shootings. Your lamb shall be without blemish. A male of the first year, you shall take it out from the sheep or from the goats. Uh, okay, yeah, from the goats. Would disqualify this lamb in prophecy. The priest would take those lambs, those Passover lambs, and examine them so carefully they would open the mouth. Okay, the mouth. That's when they put their penis in the lamb's mouth. Eyelids, they would look inside the ears. One blemish would disqualify this lamb because he was a lamb in prophecy. This is what started discrimination. This is when we started to uh, choose that uh, white people are better than anyone else. Look in verse 6. He was a slain lamb. Look at it. Take it easy before I go straight to hell. There's gonna be a fucking bolt of lightning that comes down and hits me. Here I am, two days before Christmas, uh, the, the talking this type of shit. <clears throat> Kept it till the 14th day, and on the 14th day, at 3 me, you're gonna be like, this isn't funny. Don't do this. <laughs> I would have knocked him upside the head. <laughs> Mojo. <laughs> he knows better than that. Ian says that cards December 26th through Justin Barclay B-A-R-C-L-A-Y dot com find out how we can stay in touch there it's pudding in the morning message. love to hear from you taking several calls today too because you know it's the last day before Christmas I want to make sure we we end with a bang Triple eight seven two seven beck B-E-C-K it's 888-727-BECK. We're talking the uh, snow. We're talking the snowmageddon, snowpocalypse. Oh, this uh, pudding and, is uh, filling and in for Glenn Beck. That's what's happening. Just looking and hearing some of the temps around here. And looking at some of the snow. Not as bad as what we thought we were going to get here or that they told us what we were going to get. Right. I can't stand this guy. But I'm of course, punch him in the keep face. an eye on that. Sponsored by Pfizer. The holidays are here. And Freeber and Hot Wings are still in commercial. We have been through all of this, and they're still in the fucking commercials. So you can skip the trip to the... Machine, she kept a motor clean. She was a best damn one. Now, ever since she had a saddle size, telling me no lies, knocking me out with those American thoughts, trying to roll in the shell. Oh.
station would be better suited these days by just shutting up and rocking you know it's coming back round for verse number three you really took me in ever done that and not had fun to some degree i hope that that's fun for you listening to that shit all right where am i oh my god Mm, we got a little time let's talk about this uh back in the day on bbl occasionally um we would hear from a guy named Jamie Westenbarger from Forest Hills Financial. And he was the sponsor of the radio station or the show or some shit. And he'd come in and say, hey, come on. Uh, 
reach out to me and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take your money and I'll invest it and I'll turn it around. And it's going to be awesome. And it's uh, your, your money is safe with me. It actually, if you were to listen to the lost Zane recordings uh, at some point on there, Jamie Westenbarger made appearances. Um, in fact, Julius's significant other, her name is, uh, I forget her name, Laura. She ended up leaving Cumulus. She w- she worked for Cumulus too. She was the producer of the LAV show. And she went to work for dude. Like, I don't know, bookkeeping or some shit. And uh, then things started to get weird. If you were to look up Jamie Westenbarger now, is uh, it's, it's all fucking accusations of weird shit with money. And uh, today... It was announced that Weston Barger is uh, now bound over to circuit court. Uh, just the other day, they announced this. The uh, uh, attorney general for the state of Michigan says that he uh, embezzled, stole money from his clients. That's getting ugly. Back in October... Uh, one of the best in the business, Susan Samples, did an investigative report on him about the charges that were uh, being, ha- at the time, handed down. And I never did cover it. I think I have talked about him in the past because uh, there was a lot of people complaining that he'd stolen their money. Uh, audio check video check ryan writes oh shit is susan samples on the case because if she is you're fucked yes she is broker founder of an ada-based financial firm is charged tonight with stealing from clients it's been three years since target aid exposed jamie westenbarger for taking money from clients now michigan's attorney general has charged him with stealing from his clients and using the money to gamble and pay off debt Target 8 investigator Susan Samples confronted the financial planner in 2019 and is breaking the criminal charges tonight. Susan? The attorney general is charging 45-year-old Jamie Westenbarger with seven counts, including conducting a criminal enterprise or racketeering Uh and embezzlement. Court records allege he stole $260,000 from two clients and used the cash to pay off credit cards, gamble at casinos in three different states, and buy stuff for him and his girlfriend. Buy stuff for Jesus. Fall 2019, we tracked the embattled broker to a banquet room at a Kent County Country Club. I I remember playing this on this show. I think. That's yeah, I did. Westenbarger was peddling his retirement planning skills to an unsuspecting crowd. The worst thing you can do is end up in retirement and thinking you have it all figured out and finding out that you don't. Westenbarger was pitching plans to retirees because he'd been banned from selling securities, fired for taking what he claimed were loans from clients of Forest Hills Financial. He even sat down for an interview. Have you stolen from your clients? No, never. It's not some, you know, massive cover-up, nothing major. You know, there's not millions of dollars missing. No. Look at his eyes moving when he talks. More like a couple hundred thousand, says Michigan. He goes, ah, nothing major. 
<laughs> Attorney General, newly filed criminal charges allege one couple gave Weston Barger two separate checks in 2018, a hundred grand each to invest. Weston Barger allegedly got another 60 grand from a client who had dementia. The Attorney General says Weston Barger used the 260 grand to pay off credit cards, gamble at various casinos in Michigan, Las Vegas, and New Orleans, and buy things for himself and his girlfriend, both of whom left town in 2020, moving to Tennessee where Weston Barger sold roofing and filed for bankruptcy protection from his $1.8 million debt. Wow. The government objected, described Weston Barger as an active gambler, and said he'd been transferring thousands months. By the way, perfect opportunity for me to promote my bookie. To his girlfriend, flew her to Hawaii. My bookie bought a bunch of ads on the show that you, if you're listening to the audio podcast, you've heard. Hey, it's time to start gambling. Go to my bookie. He gave her a three-carat diamond. Use your code Zane. Ring got married in a luxury hotel in Vegas and rented a luxury apartment in downtown Nashville. Hey, Jamie, it's Susan Samples calling. We tried to reach Weston Barger in Tennessee, hoping he would agree to another interview. So far, no dice. We're left with his words three years ago when I asked him if the retirees he was pitching could trust him. Absolutely. I've been doing this 20 years. Oh, yeah, I've been stealing money for 20 years. Weston Barger did amend his bankruptcy filing and the government ultimately dismissed its complaint and did discharge the majority of Weston Barger's debt, except for 100 grand in taxes and nearly 300 grand connected to the alleged theft of those clients' funds. Weston Barger is still in Tennessee. No word yet on whether he will fight extradition back to Michigan to face those charges, which carry up to 20 years in prison if convicted. Ooh, okay. Merry Christmas, Jamie Westenbarger. Um, Back to school season. Oops, sorry. God. Can't drop the E out of you, says. That dude looks like huge got a job as a financial advisor. Adam says, I used to deal with advisors like this at my old job. Crooked? Um, I looked up Jamie, like if you were to, like when I was researching for this story, Jamie, and, and all you gotta do is put his name in and it's like everything terrible. And I think, yeah, here it is. Um, every, every one of these stories is bad, but then there's this one. This is Jamie, is the director of sales at Bluebird Roofing in uh, in Nashville. Hang on a second. I need to look this up. Nashville, Tennessee. I need to throw in a phone call. Aha. Mount Juliet. Six. Six one five seven five eight ninety one zero one. I thought it'd be incredibly awkward. 
name. He writes, steal money, check. Flee the state, check. File for bankruptcy, check. Your call has been forwarded oh, to an automated voice come messaging on. system. 6-1. Wait a minute, 6-1. What's the area code in Tennessee again? 615. Crazy. Ah, well. Fuck Jamie. What an asshole. If that's true. Allegedly, of course. I need to be more careful these days. If those things are true. Florida man 814 says, Kenny needs to one star their ass. Don't make me one star you. Oh, this one he probably deserves. Well, I don't know if Bluebird Roofing deserves it. I don't think Bluebird Roofing did anything. <clears throat> All right. But that is fucked. Let me help your business. Reach out to me at any time. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. I'd love to help you uh, get the word out about your business. Eric at ericsaintshow.com. I'll tell you how it works. Like Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zane Show podcast. Um, okay, if you want to do a tech upgrade because your shit sucks, you need to improve the tech you have at your small or medium-sized business, your employees, like, God, everything's so slow. It's, this computer sucks. Yeah, okay, uh, time is money. And um, I don't advise you to just start buying stuff off the shelf. You might buy too much, too little, or not enough. And uh, waste your time in doing that. Just sit down for a 30-minute uh, complimentary consultation about how you can upgrade your business when you're ready to do that. And, and just sit down with Alan from Blue Frost IT. It's all you got to do. 616-285-50. Their number there at Blue Frost IT. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. We were supposed to go there yesterday. And uh, we did not uh, because I didn't want to, you know, the weather was getting terrible. We will reschedule that. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Go there and get a fantastic burger uh, and a beer at Bosco's. Insurance, health, life, car, anything. Uh, Frank Fuss, my policy shop insurance, formerly known as Frank Fuck on this show, accidentally. 616-914-4070. If you are in need of health care, perhaps you just lost your job. Do not buy into the Cobra nonsense. You'll end up losing your ass. Uh, just get a policy, your own policy, and have Frank help you choose that policy on healthcare.gov. Don't manage healthcare.gov on your own. Have an experienced experience pro help you along the way, and you don't pay for his services. 616-914-4070 is the number one licensed independent insurance agent slash broker anywhere frank can help you with healthcare.gov he can help you with social security uh a checkup on your social security and medicare uh entitlements all right now open enrollment is over for healthcare.gov but if you uh get on it before uh january 1 you will have insurance on february 1 so that's kind of a precarious scenario and then don't get hurt whatever you do uh but sign up with Frank, 616-914-4070. We heard about Rick from TC Paintball. He's at work today. 
You can reach out if you want to book an event at TC Paintball for you or kids in the neighborhood, pals, bachelor party, uh, workplace team building, anything. Open play, TC Paintball, fully stocked pro shop, online at tcpaintballgr.com. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think about anything that I might have missed at the great food giveaway. Uh, Sarah was swear. She said the word, uh, quote, pussy in front of a six-year-old girl. And I'm glad it happened because every time I make fun of her for talking, uh, 500 decibels above ear pain and saying whatever the hell she wants. Um, sometimes she gives me shit about it, but Megan was there. She's the one. Okay. It was Megan and then, uh, her niece and I think her nephew. Yes. Her niece and nephew were there. Very young children. And Sarah blurts out about, I don't know, someone not being there or something like that. But she drops, oh, yeah, it's nothing but a pussy. And she says it like super strong like that. It's not like, what a pussy. It's not like that. No, what a pussy. And uh, I'm like, oh, God. And Megan goes, oh, geez, kids, earmuffs. Oh, God. Mm. Uh, Megan says she taught them new words for cigarettes too. Was she, uh, was she saying, uh, uh, F A G rhymes with bag. Oh God, that was awesome. Um, more and more people kept coming and we were, uh, Hey, how many, uh, how many, um, um, families are we feeding? We'd put three, four boxes in there. Uh, so that, that helped move the food quickly. And, um, as time passed, we did give every bit of that food away. And, um, yeah, I, I think we need to come up with a different way. We need more awareness that the great food giveaway is there. You know what I mean? I don't know how to do that. Um, oh, that's a great story. Did you tell everyone how you used your forbidden Spanish? This carload of Mexicans came up and they knew no English. And, uh, but we were able to get the, um, uh, to understand that they, that they wanted the food. And, uh, when I realized that they only spoke Spanish, I said, um, well, I should drop some forbidden Spanish. And I looked at Mike Ball and I said, Bete la chingala, cabron. Comes chingo de cagada. Or, or that, this one. Bete la chingada, cabron. So they, they, and then they, their eyes lit up because I had just told Mike Ball to go fuck himself when I said, Bete la chingada, cabron. And they're out, the kids are in the back. They're going, what the fuck? We just got food from this guy and this other dude, this other honky's telling the other honky to go fuck himself. Bete la chingada, cabron. And then I go, yeah, well, you think that? Hey, how about this? Hey, Mike Ball. Tu madre es una puta. And, uh, and they're like, what? He, he just called that guy's mom a whore. <laughs> uh, Sarah says, no, no, no. She almost threw the ham back. Oh, that was, uh, that was something. 
I couldn't remember how to say eat tons of shit. Comes chingo de cagada. Or eat my ass while I'm shitting. Come mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. But if I could have dropped, suck my dick with your butt. Lambe mi palo con tu culo. They, you're right. They would have thrown, given all the food back, said, we don't want this. Uh, fuck you. I wonder if I can do Joe Martinez and devil voice. We haven't done that yet. Devil voice and alien voice. I can't believe it's taking me this long to figure that out. Uh, Megan says the guy looked pretty impressed with my Spanish, though. Check, 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 check. So we got devil on the left side, space alien on the right side. Tu madre es una puta. Vete la chingada, cabrón. Come mis nalgas cuando yo estoy cagando, cabrón. Come chingue la chingada, cabrón. Come mis nalgas, mi madre, cabrón. Come chingue la chingada, What about Devil Voice Stevie? You can hear the dog snoring in Devil Voice. Listen. A local radio guy or a guy that used to be on the radio that lives in West Michigan. And he lost his voice. I don't know much about the story, so it's all going to be revealed like while we're playing it right now. And uh, it's not Eris Hampers because the same thing happened to Eris. Eris. Pooh sent me a FaceTime. Eris Hampers lost his voice. It's gone. I mean, he has to communicate with the fucking keyboard now, which is sad. Um, but this uh, this guy, he's an, old, he's an older dude, and he was super popular in, like, Wisconsin uh, back in, like, the 1970s. Okay? And uh, I guess he's... There's something he's using AI and old videotapes. VHS tapes of him... To recreate his voice or some shit? It's it's really kind of strange. Um, you see him right here. Look at look at the hair. This is the radio guy that I'm talking about. Okay. 
These are the publicity photos for him at the 1970s radio station in Wisconsin. And look at the hair and the stash, and he's sitting in that giant wicker chair. And, like, I can picture him in that giant wicker chair in 1975 saying, Thou will bring me some pussy. I am a famous radio jock. Thou shall be getting pussy now. And you know he got a ton of it. I mean, if 1975, uh, this is what you look like, and you're a famous radio guy, which, you know, that was pretty much like royalty, uh, you're going to get tons of poon thrown at you. Okay? So, but that's not what this story is about. The story is about how he lost his voice and how he's getting it back. As a radio DJ, his voice was part of his persona. Chris has said they... They took my voice. They didn't take my life. Aha. Uh-huh. Cancer. So here he is now. I bet you he could still pull some tail. Surgery took it from him. An engineer with a vision to help others has given him a second chance. I'm paving the road for all of this technology and how it's going to be used. New tonight at six, a couple in Holland has an incredible gift that arrived just in time for the holidays. A lot of people have wanted Tony Gates to get the same type of condition. Teresa Weekly has been following their journey and joins us now with the story. Well, Teresa? This, this gift, Emily, could bring hope to people all over the country. It led one man to rediscover the power of his voice. Okay, so I'm recording this video for a couple of reasons. Chris. What the fuck? He's got a voice. What's going on? I think probably had a sore throat for a year uh, that never went away. One is so that you'll always be able to hear my voice. Okay, he made the tape before he lost his voice. Um, forever. In perpetuity, I guess. Chris and Mary Martin have been married nearly 40 years. When they met, Chris had the nickname the Prince of Radio. <laughs> the Prince of Radio? Oh. He could work a room like there's no tomorrow. I'll work a room and my dick in your mouth. He was a DJ in Green Bay, Wisconsin in the 70s with a rare kind of charisma. And that was a gift of his, which I call woo. And it's winning others over. So Chris has this gift of woo. It's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. In 2020, six years. I guess that's like his catchphrase. You know, uh, call woo. Call woo or woo. After recovering from radiation and chemotherapy for throat cancer, the disease returned. Without you, Mary, this would be impossible. The only option left was to remove Chris Martin's larynx. It was scary. The surgery is very scary. You know, they're going to go in and, you know, extract half of your throat out. When Chris woke up, he had made it through the impossible with Mary but without his voice. He asked for his board right away. And the first thing he wrote on his board was... I wouldn't need it. I would just... I could basically get away with... I would just have Joe Martinez record everything that I wanted to say and just basically uh, uh, fire off obscenities to people. I don't know why people don't do that, have their own soundboard of their of their own voice. I would do it if you... Okay, Eris... Have me record everything you want me to say, and you can walk around with an iPad. Was how will I do woo? How will I do woo? He wants to do woo. What's it like now to have Mary doing so much speaking for you? Okay, all right. 
I didn't need to hear that. Holy shit. Do you catch yourself <laughs> speaking for you? This is what is going to blow your mind. Do you catch yourself that was, that was rough. wanting to, to speak up for yourself and... It wouldn't be so bad if he quit hitting the fucking microphone. You're getting used to it. The Martins recorded this video the day before his surgery. Get ready. I, I say put him on the air just like that. Without, like, any, any assistance. Just have him talk the way he's talking now. Now that, in my opinion would move the meter and get people to listen. Like the scandal, as we say. That decision preserved Chris's voice in a way they never imagined. Here we go. I was solving these really cool theoretical problems, but I didn't know how it would change somebody's life. So this is where I record the voice. Around that uh, same time in 2020, an engineer named Charles Elwood decided to take his career in a new direction and started his own data analytics company in Holland. I saw how powerful artificial intelligence was and how it could merge into that. An award from Microsoft gave Elwood access to artificial intelligence data. He shared online about his plans to do something no one else was doing, use technology to help everyday people speak. Mary Martin saw his post and reached out. It was a tearful conversation. I, I called her up and uh, I said, I, I wanna try, Mary. I was like, I don't know if this will work, but I wanna try. And we both you know, talked about it and she said, we're going to support you, and we know it may not work, but we want to try, too. That recording from the day before Chris's surgery was a starting point for the program to recreate his voice, but it wasn't quite enough. We need 300 voice samples, and we, don't, we only have 70 right now. A chance conversation with a co-worker led to the missing piece of data. And she goes, I think we, um, we have, I have a VHS tape from 2004. Chris Martin emceed a fashion show at West Ottawa High School nearly 20 years ago. So the and got tons of tail that night. Missing piece for this new technology was an old VHS. Yeah, yeah, it's it's so fascinating. And then I had to figure out, you know, I was like, well, now I got to find a VHS player. So I was like, where am I going to find a VHS player? And then I need to convert it into a, an audio file. When Chris recorded, well, that's really not that hard to do. Just. A simple search online. You can get a brand new one. His final message, um, he wanted Mary to have a souvenir of what his go. love sounded like. And always remember, Mary, how much I love you. Two weeks before Christmas, which is also... So is this going to allow him to be able to say, Mary, I want to eat your snatch? Chris Martin's that's birthday. All, that's, birthday. That's what we need to know. A priceless gift. I love you very much. Oh, my... Wow. He just typed it out and the thing did it. Oh, that is Chris. That is, that is Chris. Well, I need more examples. So what should we do now? We're going to catch up on everything you've been wanting to say for two years. Type a nasty word. Absolutely. Now that yeah, I need more examples. I need Bechela Chingala Cabron and Tumadre Zunaputa. Chris has his voice back. He is in danger of losing it again. 
because of how much this new technology costs. It's $50 to $100 a day to store all that data on what? the server and use it through the app. The award from Microsoft... Fuck that shit. Just put it on a soundboard. I can do it right here. It's covered it so far, but that's about to run out. Charles, the engineer, has set up a Patreon account, a crowdfunding page. He's hoping to be able to continue covering this for the Martins and maybe many more people. We have that information inside this story at woodtv.com. What an incredible... Can you imagine if I lost my voice and they went to these old shows and they're like, okay, uh, that this is good. We have something to work with. And then they come back like a day later and they say, we can only have you telling people to suck your dick. These we only have obscenities for you. <laughs> Corey writes, "I will donate zero. <laughs> you asshole. Oh yeah, so I, I'm. Hey, I've lost my voice. Good news, bad news. Bad news is I've lost my voice. More bad news. I can only tell you to suck my dick. Uh." Kenny asks, why the fuck does that cost so much per day? It doesn't. It shouldn't. You can just, this is easy. Anybody can do this. Eric, I can make an AI voice of you so you can just press buttons to do the cheap voice tracking. It's possible. Oh, I know. I think they're getting roped. I think they need to uh, uh, have a dude learn to say, I want my money back and quit stealing from me because I'm old. Concerning uh, getting a videotape, where getting a videotape player, where am I going to find this ancient technology? Uh, no, I'm good to go. I have enough here that I can just go. I don't need to call on that guy to do it. I'll just listen to old footage and just highlight things that I've said, various insults, and we could keep doing the podcast. And I would just basically fire off terrible things that I could say about people. Linda says, Eric, do you still get paid when you forget to do the voice tracking? Well, um, I don't actually log. Like if I were to forget voice tracking, which I think I've only done once. No, I didn't like then put in the, yeah, Hey, I did it. And no one noticed that I wasn't there. Uh, Ryan says, as your fake internet attorney, I implore you not to answer that, Eric. No, I answered it. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't steal like fucking Jamie Westenbarger is accused of. Always good to uh, throw in there that, where's the disclaimer? I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. This is a work of fiction. Names, characters, places, and incidents either are products of Eric Zane's imagination or are used fictitiously. Any resemblance to actual events or locales or persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Thought I saw a first-time chatter. Hey, I don't know if you remember me, but my name is Caleb Hosey. And we went to elementary school together and we used to play Poke the Bone. I don't. Remember, if I went to elementary school with you, that sounds like artificial intelligence or some type of troll. All right, we're pretty much wrapping up the show. But, uh,
time to bring in the queen of the forest. She has time off. You know, because teachers, they get months off at a time. Hello? Hey, it's your husband. Hi. Just uh, finishing up the free podcast. Uh-huh. You enjoying your day off? I am. I just got done vacuuming. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I'm doing laundry. You get, uh, like, uh, how much time off? Two weeks. Ah, two weeks. Yeah. That's incredible. So the rest of the world works, and teachers get the day, the week, two weeks off. Yeah. But that, I have to work my other job. Oh, at the Y. Yeah. Do you want me to, uh, uh, again, go down the road of talking about how teachers have it made? If you do, I will hang up on you. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. So uh, uh, Rick from TC Paintball said uh, that, that the snow isn't, like, uh, all-consuming yet. Yeah. Well, uh, it's looking pretty big where, where we are, though, right? It is, yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, I think so. Kenny wrote, Eric's losing all his Pooh Bear points today. I can feel it. What are your thoughts on that? Well, if you go down that road that you wanted to, you would. Kevin Kuypers, cutie patootie. Mm-hmm. He, uh, well, I had a conversation. If he says anything mean, I will, that, that will break my heart. He wrote, thanks for showing up yesterday, Diana. Mm. You told me not to go. Well, wait a minute. Uh, Sarah said, where is Diana? And I said, I don't know. Did I tell you not to go? I go, do you want me to go? You go, no. Okay. Oh, that's not true at all. It is too. I don't think so. I don't think I said, no, don't go. I said, you want me to go? And you go, no, that's okay. So I said, okay, I'm not going then. I don't think that that's at all how it went. It is for sure was how it went. I don't remember exactly how it went, but I'm fairly sure that I didn't say, no, you cannot go. I didn't, you, I didn't say you said you, you can't go. I said, do you want me to go? And you said, no, you do not have to. And I said, okay, then. Didn't you have things to do or something? I did, yes. Well, there you go. That's exactly what <laughs> I, that's totally different. Oh. Because that's what I told Sarah. She said, Eric, you told me she had things to do. And that's what you told me. Yes, I did. Because I knew I couldn't get out today. Yeah. To go do them. Well, that, less, there, know, yeah, that's, Christmas, those are two. The first thing you said was incriminating, and the second thing was the <laughs> truth. Well, you know, it was kind of, you did say that, though. I didn't have to. I mean, that is the truth. Well, I said I you didn't. didn't you, you, said, you said, uh, yes, yeah, the big detail. Hey, I have things to do. Do I have to go? And I said, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's what happened. I know. Mm. I barely remember that because I always forget shit. You do. Yeah. You're terrible at that. I know. All right. Um, okay. okay. Well, Merry Christmas. I don't, I don't know why I'm Merry telling Christmas. you that. I will see you. Yeah, I will see you, but I wanted to tell you that in front of everybody. Okay, well, it's not Christmas yet. Yeah, I know. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'll talk to you. All right. I love you. Okay. See you, bye. Love you, too. Love you, too. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I almost hey. said I didn't. I almost forgot to say That's, I love you. That, that was terrible. I could have lost my Pooh Bear points right there. Yeah, you should have. You said I love you, and I said okay. Yeah, what the hell that's is that not, That's not, that's not acceptable. No. Okay. All right. All right, I'll talk to you later. Okay, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Bye-bye.
all that while all while that was going on, Corey is telling me uh, to insult her and 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 tell her to do, go do ladies. She's doing ladies work and 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 telling me to say women don't talk back. What the fuck? You must be single. Look at all your comments. Can you give me a break? Look at all that. Between you and Sarah, the whole screen is you two. You're giving no one else a chance to talk. Jesus. All right. It is time for the asshole of the day. Uh, Yesterday, it was Matt Labar, the guy who was pissed off, who on my uh, uh, Christmas sign for come get the Christmas meal, it said Xmas and not Christmas. Shut up. Fucking crybaby. Today, what did we talk about? Generator, massive snow, Ben and Eric, great food giveaway, Sarah, snowball, Sarah calling people on on, uh, 44th Street cocksuckers might have been one of my favorite things I've ever seen ever. Oh, before I let you go, I need to show you some pictures that were taken. Um, Let's see. At the great food giveaway. Photograph number one. I love this picture so much. Look at us. There's Sarah, Megan. Look at Stevie. She's such a doll. Look at Sarah with that bright smile. Kevin's like, hey, man, get another third beer. Me looking like an asshole. All this food at this point, I was like, oh, my God, we're never going to give this shit away. But we did it. Oh, my God, I'm so happy. Uh, And then Mike Ball with Aria, who learned the word pussy. Mike Ball hiding in the trailer. He's like, yeah, I better box this food. I'm getting wet. I better box the food. All right. All right. So let's see. I want to make it Jamie Westenbarger. It was between Jamie Westenbarger and Sarah. Sarah's too sweet. Um, the only reason why Sarah would get it was because she taught Aria and her brother, I forget his name, new words. So it's got to be Jamie Weston Barger is your asshole today. Merry Christmas, Jamie. You fucking thief, allegedly. <laughs> asshole today brought to you by TC Paintball. Uh, I, I'm saying uh, Merry Christmas to you. Uh, who, if you're not like on Patreon, because this is the last time we're going to spend with each other until it's after Christmas. So Merry Christmas to you and yours. Otherwise, I'll talk to the rest of you on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast Christmas extravaganza, which will happen tonight. And if you would like in, sign up on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Otherwise, peace on earth, goodwill to men and women. And those women who want to be men and those men who want to be women and everything else. Okay. 
Going to do it for now. Have a good one, folks. Thank you.